All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Riggs? How you feeling after the big alumni game? Stucking in the first goal of the game. <laughs> uh, I'm still recovering, dude. Uh, lower back is seized up. Lower lumbar, stiff. Uh, I did back-to-backs on, on Monday. I know. I mean, I, know. I played before the game, um, which I think the lower back was seizing up then, and then somehow squeezed uh, out the alumni game. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was uh, nice to reconnect with all those guys, obviously, and play at the center with uh, a nice uh, nice crowd. So yeah, man, it was uh, well worth it. Well worth the stiffness. I think I think you probably enjoyed taking a sick sauce pass from Brash Donald Brashear oh, yeah, instead of having right? to square off. Hey, oh, go man. Toe to toe. No, no How doubt. much better little, was that? A <laughs> <laughs> little different mindset for sure. Yeah. I talked well, to him and Brownie about that uh, as far as like, you know, he's like, oh, it must be nice to actually play some hockey out there. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what it's like to play hockey with these guys, you know, because every time I was playing, I was, uh, you know, lo- looking for Tillies. But uh, yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing start to the game. Get a little saucer from Brash. 
to put her down with the Toby. Oh her down. my God. Lips, lips, I, lips I, comes I, across two pad stack. He, <laughs> throw he it told, over the he, pad. <laughs> he came in to get his skates done. And he says, uh, I said, Hey, just don't hurt yourself. He goes, you know, I got to throw a two pad stack in there for the old guys. Oh, he did. And he did. But the puck was already in and out of the net by the time he got his old body yeah, over right. there. That's what I said to him. I sent him that delayed, picture. Delayed response. I sent him that picture of uh, you had already shot it. And he's like pad stacking. And uh, he goes, what a pad stack. I said, the puck was already coming out of the net. I said, <laughs> yeah, right. I said you had sunburn on your back of your head. Yeah. Oh, uh, no doubt. No, it was, uh, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, man. Um, a higher pace than I anticipated too. with some of these, uh, really some of these old timers. Yeah, man, it was, it was, it was up and down pretty good. And then you got, obviously the black team had some legs. I think they had a little more legs than we had as far as loops, uppy, hearts. You can still buzz around pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, even like Sutter, man, he was buzzing pretty good. Melonby, like, yeah. you know, like, um, that was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a great time. Um, obviously nice to be around the guys and, and reminisce a little bit, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the aftermath of, uh, pushing my body to the limits. Listen, you know, listen, I don't want to hear it. Go do some yoga. We'll CBD Sunday. We have another game. We've dropped about five in a row. I feel like. Devil, <laughs> the blue devils have swept the, the series this year four and oh man they have put it to Tough. us we both missed last sunday so i can't give you shit for missing mine's legit mine's legit i got an injury yours is uh, no i got two games tomorrow mine's just uh daily maintenance maddie maddie denton played with a bad back foxy made it to a later game he has to go for work at like three thirty in the morning. He gets up before you, and you are nowhere. I to got be you, found. man. You were nowhere to be found. <laughs> nowhere to be found, and neither was oh, I. Man. Neither was I. I can't. Yeah, right. yeah, you're belly <laughs> up on your couch. <laughs> you're belly up. My quad. I got into some things oh, last man. night, and my leg was acting up oh, on me, he, man. Oh <laughs> man, season up imagine. on me. Um, Speaking of last night, I mean, you were you're you're supporting Elvie's uh, little Mike yeah, on ice there. That was, Flyers game, man. I'm gonna I gotta say this: if anyone's been in a little locker room with uh, about fourteen, it was fourteen of our kids, ages six, seven, and eight. You're stuck in there for an hour and a half. Mm. I I thought I was having a panic attack. I like I never. Oh, I, I bet. Well, they you know they're so fired up. They're oh, buzzing yeah. around. They're, they told us to stay in the room. I got this one kid. <laughs> God bless this. He's just five. He's actually the youngest five. Jacob, I love this. He's a he's a goalie, and uh, the other goalie. But he kept running out in the hallway, coming around, and this guy would like be chasing, going, "Hey, you got to stay in the room." I'm like, "Jacob, what are you doing? You got to stay in the room." Two minutes exactly. later, two minutes later, here he comes. Oh, yeah. He's just a little fella. He's just the cutest kid. But anyway, oh, yeah. I was losing my mind. We were like, "Where's the bar?" can we get a drink in here? Cause we were like, all, all, we were five of us. Some beverages there were, down there. There were five dads or five of us, the, the coaches. And uh, anyway, oh. it, but it was great, man. They were fired up. LV, uh, LV got on the ice and he was trying to pump the crowd up. And oh yeah, he, 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 it. he was so excited because uh, uh, 
Lunolan said his name, and then Andrea, oh, yeah. Andrea said it. So he was like, he said, hey, did you hear him? They said my name last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. I said, Big all 20 thou were, were cheering. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there was no way. Everybody went out for beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. What an experience for young kids, though. Eh? Oh, I'm not man. sure it's quite the same experience for the parents. And there's so much that goes into it for like three to for five three, minutes of three actual minutes, play. Man. Yeah. Oh God! Um, you, you know, it was getting there early in the bags, going through the security, and like you said, like sitting in like that holding cell for God. an hour, hour and a half. Uh, but you gonna... know, it's well worth it to see the, the kids' faces and the smiles on them because that's like big time for them, right? Skating on the the, the, the Wells Fargo ice. That's what I said to Elvie. I was like, dude, what was that like skating out there? I was, he's like, you you were always there, and I'm like, I was never out on the ice performing. I yep. said, it was a lot of people, man. I said, it'll probably be the most people you ever play in front of in your life, man. But he loved it. He thought he had so much fun. Oh, that's great. So anyway. That's awesome. And then and then the Flyers squeezed out a big win there too. Oh, that was huge. Uh, Carter was unbelievable again last night. And, uh, they played hard, man. It was both teams. It was a really good game. Carter Hart was unbelievable last night again. He's he's in a groove right now. I love to see it. Um Markstrom was unbelievable for Calgary, their goaltender. Yeah. Um, it was just a good game, back and forth, uh, physical. It was a fun game to watch. It really was. And I'm, I'm glad they got the win. I called yeah. it, too. I called it, too. I really did call it when Coots is coming down on the 2-1. I'm like, he's shooting off his pads. I didn't know that was going to happen, but I'm like, he's shooting uh, off his amazing pads. Amazing rebound. Because if he shoots, you know, if he shoots high there, it goes around the board. He's you're missing. Going, oh, you're yeah. going the other he's way. on one the other way. And yep. I said, he's banging it off his pads. I was sitting with a couple people, and I was like, he's sitting, he's he's shooting it off his pads. And boom, that, you know, Atkinson buries. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, nasty knuckles. Just genius. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, but uh, I did well, call it's a, it. It's a, it's, a smart, it's a smart play, you know, like, like you said. Like, there is some strategy around shooting off the pad and, and, and you know, it's coached, you know, and not, not every situation are you thinking about shooting off the pad, but like you said, like you missed that shot on a, on a, on a two on one, like it's, it's They're an odd man rush going the other way. Every time, every time. Every time. It, and it was funny. I was watching Proby. Proby was on the ice. He was the Proby was right up there too. And he was, he, he but you see how careful he, he was looking, yeah. looking, and he kind of like, knows. he held up at the blue line yep. because if he follows in, then you're really, you're in one. If he misses but uh, yeah, great game. And, you know, I got to see, it was good because I missed the alumni game in person. I got to see uh, a few of the boys last night, Howie and Bill Clement, and, uh, Scott Mellonby, yep. John and Claire, Halsey, uh, Dan McGillis. Haven't seen Danny in a long time, man. It was, it was really cool to see those guys brash. Um, there was a lot of guys there to make my way around to everyone. Cause you know, some of the guys I hadn't too seen many. Before. Yeah. I mean, some of the guys I hadn't seen, I got stuck, you know, not stuck, but just, couldn't get yep. away because we were talking so um yep. great night big win uh you know hazy on the board yes that was awesome big, big goal i love to see that uh oh that God. reaction too yep. i mean a little a little love for the bro um, yeah that was awesome man. Uh, probably a pretty special moment there for himself um and then just uh you know just the, uh, again um congratulating Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett on yes uh, on the, the induction ceremony there and 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 to the Hall of Fame which is much deserved both yes, of them both of them um much respect for both of those guys for sure. obviously earn their stripes <laughs> in the hardest possible way wow. fashion you know what's funny Rick um, I don't know if you knew this 
Toxy all-time penalty minute leader, Homer's second. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. I couldn't believe I didn't know that. I was kind of shocked when surprised. I saw it. I was like, fuck, I should have known that. But yeah, yeah, right. I didn't know that. Two huh. warriors, man. A little tidbit of information there. Yeah. Dropping the info. Oh, yeah. I had to. I had to give it to you. Right on. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess since last week, uh, Flyers are two and two. Yeah. A um, little rough effort there against Toronto. Squeezed out the next one in Carolina, which is a, was a was ballsy a, effort against a strong team. A you very know, strong that, team. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, suspect game there in, in Dallas, but uh, bounced back and, and back, you know, in the winning ways here. So uh, I, two and two I, in the last week. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like when the, I know the league ha- doesn't have a choice, but I just don't think it's right that to change time, change time zones and play back to back. I know it's only yeah. an hour, but you're going from Carolina to Dallas. You know how that is, Riles. You're not going to bed till three by the time yep. you get there. No, I mean, it's just, I, I hate that. I hate that for any team. And it happens to everyone. No excuses. It happens, yeah. No excuses. Yep. Um, you know, Jonesy played well, I thought, in that game. That was his first loss with the team. But I, yeah. I certainly couldn't blame him. And and Kadobin was sick. He was on his yep. game. Um, it's just one of those games, man. There's no, There's never an easy game. But like you said, they went two and two. Two big wins. Calgary's a really good team, obviously. They owed them from, yep. uh, a couple weeks ago. And then Carolina's a really big win, especially in Carolina. That's a that's a hell of a hockey team. But they got a tough yeah, road no coming doubt. up here. They got some tough games coming. So Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a grind. The season's a grind for sure. There's no uh, easy stretches. You just gotta find ways to to, to to squeeze out wins and and to stay healthy and and, and to just keep keep grinding. Yeah, our boy so Ryan Ellis. It's a long season. Yeah, boy yeah, Ryan know, Ellis right? hurt again, man. I don't Tough, think he can I get know. healthy. Tough man. loss. Don't like, yep. don't like that. But you know what? I love when Sealer steps in, man. Like he brings a yeah, di- different different type of game, obviously. Uh, but just a physical guy. He's always in the mix, always in the scrums. And yep. you know, you know, he holds his own out there. So I don't I don't know a lot about Seals, but um I like his game. I like the way he plays. Yep, hundred um, percent. Yeah, he's doing something right. Obviously, this, he keeps he keeps getting the nod uh, yep. when the when the hole is open for him. So um, keep keep seeing him improve, and uh, hopefully Ryan get back on his feet. Yeah, and healthy here sooner than later. And then uh, I've got some uh, some some ro- some road trips happening here. Oh, soon here don't we? Fans of, of Philly, speaking of grinding it out, we're gonna be grinding Arizona. Look out, Nasty Knuckles fans of Philly oh, are yeah. coming for you. I can't wait, man. Heading that way on the 10th. The game is on the 11th of December. Cannot wait. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, man. It'll yeah. be nice to, uh, yeah, man, it's nice to get on the road again in, in the hockey world and obviously yeah. uh, hang out with some awesome Flyer fans. And Yeah. They had a great trip yeah, man. fans of Philly with the Eagles last weekend. They went out to Denver, man. I saw some videos. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. The tailgate and the, oh, uh, the dance God. off there. And the, yeah, the dance off. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I hope you got your dancing shoes with you because we might have to do a dance off. 100%. I think yeah. you're going to have to spin the bottle. Spin, do something. Maybe bring your roller skates. Spin the J. Spin the J. <laughs> yeah. Spin the J. Yeah. I think a lot of the guys and girls might want to do that with you for sure. Well, we can, we can, yeah. we can, uh, we can have some good times and, 
It's going to be have awesome. a little fun, some giggles. Yeah, man. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting experience. Uh, well, for us, I mean, I've never done something quite like it, and yeah. uh, I know probably for some of these new, uh, you know, the we'll say not not new fans, but uh, fans that are new to the the fans of Philly experience. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. So, looking forward to that. Check them out at fansofphilly.com. There's, uh, yes. um, I think, five or six other trips that they're they're putting together. Uh, maybe even some day trips for uh, the East Coast games. So, yeah, check it out. They do an amazing job there. So well, I think it's time that we jump into episode 49 with our man D Mac, Darren McCarty. But before we do that, we got to talk about our new bookie, my yes. bookie. Yes. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while with my bookie, Nast. Yes, you got to start by doubling your first deposit instantly with my bookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even play some bet rigs. And all you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code. Knuckles. Knuckles. At my bookie. There are tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week. But let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Nast. I'll tell you what, you know what my game is, is hoops. This Saturday, the oh, NBA yeah. is jam packed with exciting games for you to get in on. The Charlotte Hornets are taking on the Atlanta Hawks in what's sure to be a high-score matchup, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, and Damian mm. Lillard, who I love. He models his game after mine, Riggs. Anyway. <laughs> I know he does. It will be going down <laughs> when Philadelphia travels to Portland. There's no better starting point for your my bookie experience, so get in on all the best NBA action this weekend, brother. So don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code Knuckles to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait, Nast. Listen, you bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Let's go. Episode 49, DMAC. DMAC. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I am Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are honored to have the Detroit legend, D-Mac, four-time Stanley Cup champion. Right there it is, Darren McCarty. What's up, D-Mac? What's up, buddy? Riles, how you doing? Good to connect with you fellas. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a little chilly here in uh, Michigan today, but what do you expect in November? Yeah, that's true, <laughs> right? Man. <laughs> that's true brother well it's uh, great to reconnect i appreciate the time i know we had some technical difficulties yesterday uh with uh, phase one of this recording but uh i appreciate the flexibility of you hopping back there's like us and... bro but a bunch of pluggers like us bro they can't turn they, that that's nothing for us you know what took, that's right took a minus took a minus came back two fights nobody cares exactly exactly that's awesome well, uh, you know, before we get into your, your hockey stuff and, and your, your amazing hockey career, um, uh, I, I would like to just start with, uh, you know, what you're up to now. I know you've, uh, you, you've been able to transform and, and save and, and essentially save your life and, and you found a new path. Um, and I just want to start there because I think it's important. It's an important message for, for all people. 
but uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty inspiring to see you um, have been able to turn your life around and get on this path of healing and and helping community and grow personally and and, and just uh, and share information and education. So why don't you start there, there, Dmac? Told me you're you're huge in helping me um, get on this path and get on. The one thing I always remember is is you know get educated get medicated so to educate yourself and don't believe the hype you got to go to your go to yourself but then it's you now you know the secret it's your responsibility what you do with it that's what you told me so my responsibility and being here in michigan and the fact that i got the truth and after i was so grateful that i got mad well we're five years later i just celebrated my six years sobriety that's awesome, i have man. my own brand that i have my own cbd that I sent that that uh, the Darren McCarty brand I was just showing you that ships all over the world. I have CBN gummies. I got tea. All that path, the flower, everything else has led me to this point of being six years with no pills, no alcohol, no nothing other than this plant. And it's the education from the CBDs for the for your pain relief for your appetite to the cbns for your sleep and then and then for all of us that either have some ptsd have some mental issues or whatever then you find your way around the plant now the easiest way to describe it everybody knows about dna right we all watch these uh cop shows and you figure out oh they caught somebody from 50 years ago because there was a fingerprint or there's a you know, blood smattering dna we all have it as human beings it's all different well your endocannabinoids systems a lot of the same we all have it but it's like dna it's all different so it's your responsibility what you put in you know knowledge is power so the more you get educated and the more that the world the country everything is getting educated the transparency and everything um it allows me to have gone to this point where i have a cannabis brand licensed by Picana here in the state of Michigan, and I can reach out and answer people's question. I'm not here to argue. I'm, in fact, I'm either here to fight or answer your question. And that's <laughs> with the army I've created around me, too, of people compassionate for other people. And Riles, every time I get to connect with you, because I remember whether we're talking the A4C, but when I started this journey and wanted to get educated, and you were one of the first guys that were there. And, you know, to me, that's what everybody should understand because there's a lot of things along the way is that I, I realized, yeah, I played in the NHL, but you know what, once it's like anything else in life, right? What have you done for me lately? And then as you move on and picking up the pieces, what's it left to? It's left to the brotherhood. It's left to the guys like ourselves that fought for each other in the education. So I always say, don't tell me what, tell me who. And if I can be in the cannabis world, one of your who's you have many who's you're one of my who's it's it's then you get educated and then you can fight on life's terms right you shouldn't have to suffer i tell everybody i've had more you know four rehabs by the nhl a million dollars put into my head i learned all the lessons i live by the principles of alcoholics anonymous but my program which they said you have to work your own program well my program's got a garden and if yours does too let me help you stock your garden with the best possible, um, you know, the best possible cannabis that you need 
to move on. You're huge, Riles, and the things with the microdosing and all this different stuff, which is huge just to take the edge off. And when you understand why you're doing it and why your body affects it, it's just starting the conversation. So, I mean, I, I can't stop, won't stop. The easiest way to say is, hey, Google me. You see how I protected everybody that I played with, whether it was with the red and white with the wings or, or in Calgary. Um, so that's embedded in me and I just took the plant and it's on my chest and I'll protect that plant even harder because this is life or death, life or death for me and a lot of other people's who didn't know. And it's not about using, it's about, do you know, you have the option and yeah. if you got questions, I got answers. Yeah, no that's doubt. Well, well, well said, man. I mean, you, you covered a lot there and, uh, you know, a couple of things stick out to me, what you said there, you know, one is cannabis is personal, right? Medicine is personal. So you have to figure out the dose the variety, the delivery system, all that good stuff, right? And it's probably taking you a little bit of time. Uh, but, the, you know, the other thing you, you mentioned is you, you did go through the AA program. And I know, or you, you I, don't know, I don't know exactly the, 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 the journey of it, but I know a lot of people that do engage in that program struggle with using cannabis because the, you know, they don't want to go back. Stop where we're at, right? Because let's, let's speak. Remember, cannabis is the common sense plan. Okay, right. so if it makes common sense. Now, when AA was formed, which is great, it's like anything like-minded individuals realize that you're not alone, right? They wrote it in the 50s with all the can, you know, it's the devil, it's whatever. I'm not going to get mad at you for the opioid epidemic and everything that you forced me to take and stuff like this when now the education is there that I get to choose how to medicate. So in saying that, and this is the best part too, because I do a lot of work with veterans and a lot of stuff. And over here in the States, it's different than Canada where they don't take care of the veterans and because it's a schedule one, but the fact that these guys that have been there don't, don't care. You're just looking for the relief. So the education where they can do both, that's where it's at. So I got a hard time with the old school. It's all or nothing because that did not, work for me if i stuck to that i'd be dead right i don't want to die they put the place so we're in 2021 the brilliance of the millennials is transparency and everything we're going to take advantage of this because this plant you are a plant yourself when you get into it and it's patience resilience like the plant grows and all this stuff it's just a different way to be able to live your life and i choose that and i'm grateful for the people of michigan Right, because of making it legal, but also giving me the opportunity to create my brand and to get with like-minded caregivers and people and, and to be able to spread my, I compete with myself. I created a, a product for me that if you maybe an alcoholic insomniac stuff might, I would say, what's your system like? There's two things. Don't tell me what, tell me who, which means I don't want to hear what you're smoking, I want to hear that you're smoking Darren McCarty brand Death Star, or you're smoking Riley Cote's, you know, you know um, Sour Diesel. I want to know who it's from. And then it's also, too, is, is so that you said the dispenser, there's different ways. You never have to smoke it. You don't have to do it. I take a tincture of the, that is straight CBN. I take a drop of this every night. And I sleep like a freaking baby and coming from an insomniac and wake up with energy and stuff. It's a game changer. Then the little things in life you can handle. And 
it's just the the way of life. So I guess it's to the point that point that I, I didn't I was at wit's end and I couldn't do it the way it was told. I knew there was another way and I'm grateful for the caregivers in this in this state, my caregiver and and the three friends that detoxed me on RSO before I died, which was life or death. So if you look at me today, I'm actually in better shape than I was, you know, when I played, but I'm back down to like 210, 212. I was up to 280. You know, oh, my shit. blood pressure was 265 over 165. Wow. I should have been dead. Wow. But because of the cannabis in my system and stuff, I wasn't. And then through RSO and Rick Simpson oil and stuff like that, I was able to get the physical addiction away because alcohol will kill you. You can't just stop. And that's yeah. the thing. So if anybody knows and go back and whatever and see my journey, all I'm here is to show you, hey, there is a way out. There is. Yeah. There is a way yeah, 100%. out. 100%. Yep. Couldn't agree with you more. And then just building off that, I think one last question as we move on here. Um, so like, when were you able to discover that cannabis was an exit drug and, and how did that come about? Because from what I understand, you never really used cannabis during your playing career. So this was, this was, this was, you know, in the moment as a, a last line of, of defense, I guess. Right. This was, I didn't smoke when I drank, but I didn't come up. I came across cannabis when I was 27. I had my first four hernia surgery. My dad had passed away. I never smoked when I grew up because he was an athlete or a stoner. And, you know, the, that would, you could drink as much as you wanted. You could smoke cigarettes. You could do whatever. Like, you'd make it to the NHL that way. But if you smoke weed, I mean, it's just whack to, to the mentality <laughs> of taking care. So, so that fact of that, that I used it, you know, as being an insomniac and I, I use it sparingly and stuff like this. Drinking was more of the thing, but I smoked a lot but wasn't educated about it. So the fact that it's the exit strategy, it's not a gateway drug. Absolutely not. Alcohol is the gateway drug. Alcohol, no the best part about being an alcoholic and quitting is find out I wasn't a cokehead. You know, they got <laughs> yeah, right. things at once. <laughs> yeah. Right? That, that's the whole thing because the equalizer, so you can drink more. And then that's my story, right? That's my story. You mentioned it, that the fact that you have to find your way of, distributing it what the medication is this is my story so if somebody can relate to that then they can look and see well wow there was a way out but it what it really took is the love of people around me that had to love me as much as more than i love myself until the fact that i decided to fight and then when i fought there were so many people that were there for support like yourself like the A for C, like the people in this community, like Big Canada, like everybody in my circle, right? And then that allowed me to fight because that's the one thing. And then I've said it more since I've, you know, been on my been on my journey and been back here. I had to get away to learn how to be Darren McCarty, the person here. I've known who Darren McCarty, the hockey player, was since I was six years old. It took me to 46 to realize who the man was, not only to everybody else, but to himself. This plant has allowed me, and it will allow you too. It's the truth. It allows you to find your truth if you're looking for it. Yeah, hundred percent. And it sounds like uh, you know you got four Stanley Cups, and like you're you're doing God's work. Like this this the work you're doing right now. 
is like the warrior spirit is probably more ever present now than it was when you were playing. Like you're you're banging the drum, you're you're doing selfless work, uh, all that good stuff. So props to you, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Riles, nasty. Here's the thing, right? That that's that's God or my higher power setting me up, right? Whereas fight the Lemieux thing, the goal, the cups, all that is to put the tools or the shine on on what's going on because this is what i've meant to do this is my life's journey right here i'm grateful for everything and and hockey is part of who i am but it's not the the whole because because nowadays to affect people in a, in a positive way like this and that's where god he made it when you make it about Darren mccarthy make it about me i might as well strap a bomb and i'm like a suicide bomber right oh get into my I have no choice now because I have a brand wherever I put it. And I, I have a brand, <laughs> Darren McCarty brand, go to DarrenMcCarty.com. You can order this where, where you are in the world. I have a brand of everything else. So it's never going to be about me again. It's always about everybody else. It's, it's brilliant, Riles. And I know you I love it because it. it's the whole thing, but, but it means more to me as far as, you know, like my thing is when somebody comes up to me, and now because the brand's been out for a year and stuff like this, where people come up and have me autograph different things, but we get in a conversation about, you know, somebody will say, Oh, I, uh, you know, I didn't really like your watermelon, uh, watermelon mimosa. And I'm like, Oh really? But did you try something you like? He goes, Oh, the ex Exodus Kush was awesome. I said, well, then the watermelon mimosa wasn't for you, bro. You're being rude. You know, the, yeah. the Exodus Kush was. you got to find I will put it out there and I find what I look for. I tell everybody else, what do you like? What do you want me to find? Cause I'm as into this as anything else. The, to me, it's the, the CBD for the pain. Like I smoke all day, every day. That's my, that's my way with, and then take edibles and take whatever it is that I do. But at the end of the day, if you gave me a choice, CBD and CBN, I give away all the THC, right? Because I know I can live that way with sleep, with pain, with appetite, whatever, and I'll figure, figure that out. Now, I'm not taking that away because you need that when you realize that we've been told all our lives that THC is the devil. It's not the devil, yeah. bro. It's the doorman. It's the doorman, yeah. which I mean, <laughs> if you go, if you, me and Riley are in Philly and we want to go into the club and we walk in, with Riley to the bouncer, boom, that's THC. You're right in. You're not waiting in line. CBD is, sorry, bro, you got no connect. Wait in line, 20 minutes, you'll get in the club, but it just takes a little longer. When you understand yeah. the mentality. So the big thing that I'm doing with the brand now is, is my one to twos and two to ones and three to ones and three to twos where I got the CBD. I got, I got this Miss Elizabeth strain that's 8% THC to 12% CBD. I call it the Iron Man. You'll smoke something that you want at 20%, 30%, whatever it is. You smoke this after, boom, puts the Ironman suit on, just keeps the feet a little bit off the ground where you're just like <laughs> not worried Man. about it. That's the whole, like the cannabinoids and, and think about it. We only know about roughly eight to 10 of them. Right. There's 500 and something. Yeah. I mean, you know this, Riles, because you're dialed yeah. in, yeah. dialed in more in into the, and then the clinically and stuff like this, but, but, but I know it cause I just ramble and you sit there and shake your head for, but it's the education that I've got through you guys. I'm just the vessel of, of re 
regurging the information. It's because I know people like yourself and everybody else that have gotten me this and will answer my question, right? So I have questions that I can answer because of the experience and I have questions that I can't, but I know who to ask. That's the brilliant, right? Yeah. So yeah. you facilitating options. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. true. I, I, lo I love the analogy of the doorman. I've never heard it described that way, but it's so true, right? I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's you know, the, because it's, it's like the, it's the common sense process. Like I tell everybody, listen, they've given us puppies and kittens and stuff. Now we got to train them, train them of mm -hmm. why they feel the way they do or what they're looking for. Because, because we've come from such the dishonesty and the lie and, and, you know, it, it's, never about the compassion that's the one thing in this business i don't care what you do but i put you in two categories are you dollar then compassion or are you compassion first i'm looking for the compassion people that realize that that cannabis everybody gets a piece of the pie and your pie is bigger than any thanksgiving pie your grandma would ever give you as a freaking favorite grandchild you're sitting there oh i gotta finish this but i can't <laughs> right that's your piece of the pie so forget about it show the compassion bring everybody together. And I mean, I, I, I'm just utterly grateful and just to be able to, I don't know, to, to compete with life on life's terms. doesn't mean every day is great, but you know what? I also know I can pretty much control where I have to go with my mentality, right? Whether to relax a little bit, I run a little high, so I always got to relax. And, and sometimes yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm never high. I'm always fully made, medicated. And sometimes I might miss with my medication. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, that happens. That yeah, happens. Well, you find it, you're, but you're, you're not going to die. You're not exactly. going to die ever. Right. That's right. the joke. Exactly. That's the joke for all you addicts out there like me and everything else. Everything else will kill you. This won't. It'll make you yep. feel like you want to die or you won't do it again. But you... Like, think about it. And it's usually edible stories you hear about. But you yeah. disrespect the plant one time, you won't disrespect it again. It's got that ability to make you feel like it, it's part of you. As we're alcohol, I would not have the worst hangover. Is never going to do it again. Sure as heck, can't control it. Be but right back there the next night. So yeah. there's something to yeah. it, bro. Yeah, 100%. It's a, it's a more sustainable coping mechanism, right? We all face stress and we all face adversity. And that's just life in general, right? But you got to have these, you know, sustainable meaning that you can actually use them long periods of time without running into a, a, the dependency or d addiction, right? Uh, which obviously alcohol seems to be the, the drug of choice for most when they, you know, when they, they want to self-medicate because of being overly stressed or, or anxious. So um, it sounds like you have a, a nice formula uh, to, to manage the grind. And that's the important part, right? You got to take care, like all this stuff that I'm creating, all this stuff that I'm doing, I got to be selfish and, and, you know, what do I need first? Because that's the only way I can help anybody else, right? Like I can't, I can help with the education and stuff, but it's really somebody who wants to do the work. That is the alcoholic. I know, I know what it took me. That's all it is. My experience. Right. It's the same thing as when somebody asked me about hockey. You know, like today's day and age, I got a caveat with, well, you know, this ain't my game. and You probably don't want me to 
teaching your kid much stuff because he'd end up in a belly box the whole time. But it's different, right? So, but there's still things that you and I watch the game and it never changes, right? You look right. for that culture. You look for that as a team play for each other. You know, the, the, you can tell, you and I can look at one, and it doesn't matter how old you are, 10-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, NHL, whatever like that, you look and you see that locker room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the spirit within it. The spirit within it. For sure. Well, I know, uh, yeah, I know we want to talk, uh, you know, amazing stuff there, DMAC. You know, it's super powerful, and props to you for, for, for basically taking your, your passion as a hockey player and a fighter into the real world and, and doing selfless work. It's, uh, it's really meaningful. You know, I, I wish more people could hear this and, and, and take that, that leap of faith, I guess it would be, to, to really change your life and grab a hold of it. So, um, you know, I just uh, I commend you for everything you're doing. Rouse, we're uh, going to leave. Appreciate. It. We're going to lead by example. You and I, right? Yeah. You, oh, you, yeah. You, it's the one thing along the way is is the journey, and you look at like there's there's all sorts of different people that are out there, and and here's the one thing, right? I I care if no one's going to take care of the guys that that did the job that I did, that fought, that that put themselves on the line that have gone through that, then you know what, if I can help and we can band together, because it's not about doing it alone, it's doing it together and, and the brotherhood and sisterhood or whatever realize, and that's just not just to the specific tough guys or enforcers, this goes to everybody can get on the program, yep. right? Because it's about the, and, and to me, it's that brotherhood and that, you know, all that stuff about we have that warrior's mentality, but we also have that respect for each other, right? It always has been that way, the enforcers in the game. And when that when the when that unwritten rule gets off, right, we gotta bring it back together. And I think in life, as far as I'm not worried now about it is what it is about the NHL or the teams and stuff like this taking care. Of play, that's more of a responsibility to let people know and guys know that there are guys out there that care and there are answers to reach out. You know, DarrenMcCarty.com, DMac and DarrenMcCarty.com, DarrenMcCarty four on Twitter, any whatever. Reach out to me. I mean, with what do you mean by that? Because we're here to we're here to help, and you you know from your relationships with a lot of the lot of the lot of the guys that did our did our job and stuff and you see yep. like you know different guys that have pulled through it so i mean it's just that it's that warrior mentality family and and it's all about the compassion right because that's yeah. the one thing it's the compassion that it you is. have for somebody else me in particular at the time but we just pass it along and and if we can teach people to have compassion and respect for another human being and, and allow them it's all about the option it's all about, yep. did you know you have the option? That's it. Well said, brother. Well, I know uh, we, we want to get into some hockey talk. You, know, you got some uh, some big moments in your life, an amazing career. I know that nasty is probably foaming at the lips there. <laughs> ready, to, ready, ready to what talk it, hockey. Well, no, <laughs> you know how, you know, I'm interested in, in all of that. Oh, of course you are. Yeah. And, um, it, it is like Riley said, D-Mac, it, it is uh, awesome what you're doing, man. Um, I appreciate it because 
you know, there's different things, but front, this is like talking to the frontline workers, right? Or the frontline, like we're on, we're, we're on the front line. And the thing is, we just want to give out the information. And, and like I said, is just have some place to go to get information. And this, the, the, the truth is this is, you know, this is like a six year birthday party for me or five years, whatever, since, because it's acknowledging the destinations, the destination in life is an oasis because you're a human being. And we're going to start talking about hockey and it leads in. I won one cup. I wanted two, I wanted three, I wanted four, whatever like that. Right. So the destination is oasis, the journey. And these are the moments because you look at, I, you know, thinking about doing this interview and it's all this stuff, but you know, going to Boston, you know, with the A4C and how different places that we've done and how Riley early on, especially get me educated and those different things. So that's where we did. We just have, we just like to tell people how we did it. It's the same thing. There's yep. no secret in how we played. You go out there, you know, you got to change the tide. You don't really want to fight the guy next year, but you know, you have to do it because it's bigger than yourself. So nasty. Now yep. it's your time. I no, let me see. Let me I, go back. I, I've got a few Without things. Memories. I've got All a right. few things for you, but uh, I guess I want to start. Uh, Rouse and I were talking about this yesterday. First of all, on your show, the lead-in to when you talk about D-Day, you had a few different things. But my favorite part is you. This camera, that camera, this camera. We were <laughs> howling. I'm like, Priceless. that is the best. That is the best I've ever seen, man. But I love I, it. I'm going to give props to Justin. So my boy, Justin uh, yeah. at Woodward, I, I oh, thought man. that was cool. That's the first time I broke that down last year too. That, I thought it was cool. It was super cool. And, and as a, well, it's funny, your first year in the national league, I, we will, we'll talk about Adirondack cause we have Riley, Riley and I always joke about Adirondack. I know you spent one year there, but your first year in the NHL was my first year in the NHL. I was actually with Florida for one season before I ended up coming to Philly for the last 25 years, but I can't imagine any hockey fan would not watch the series. You guys would always have the series that you guys would have with Colorado and Detroit. I mean, and obviously getting past that part, but to D day, like your explanation of that and how that all went down was unbelievable. If you want to talk, and I know you, you may be sick of talking about it, but if you wanted to talk about it for a minute, are you kidding me? I mean, that you know, I talk about Carmen and being touched by, you know, higher power and stuff like that. But the way, I mean, and it, and it goes back, right, where you look at the rivalry from the from the game where we blow Patrick Wild in Montreal and he yeah. comes off the bench and trade me right now, you know, I did, like this. I didn't and, know that <laughs> until I saw your uh your your uh your show. I didn't I didn't realize you guys were the team that that beat him like that. Here's the thing, right? So sometimes you create your own worst thing, but the, the rivalry when he got traded to Colorado and just even playing from, you know, 96, you know, setting the league record and then losing and then Chris Draper getting hit from behind and just from old, from 96 to 02, right? And pretty much from when Patrick Waugh got to, uh, Got to got to Colorado till till we retired him after Game Seven in '02. So yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, I just say he's got to be a little bitter. I got a lot of goals on him, and and he doesn't speak too highly to Detroit. We uh, 
we cost them a lot of things. They beat us the one time, but again, it's all about that was always must see TV, that rivalry, because when you have, we always knew that in order for us to succeed, we had to go through them. And I'll tell you, it, if you go back, cause we'd lost winning the president's trophy. Three lockout year, we go out and was get punkered. Colorado beats us. Drapes gets hit from behind, stuff like that. We were the team, right? Too many Europeans, too many this, too many that. They'll never win. They're not tough enough, whatever like this, which all leads to March 26, which, which by the way, we hadn't beaten them the first three games of the season after they beat us out the year before. So there's a rivalry thing about we have to win the game, right? To, in order to the only way out is through. So, I mean, the, I break it down. I tell everybody, Chris Draper got hit from behind. That was in May of 96, March 26, 97 is 10 months later. Yeah. You got to think yep. about, holy cow, you ever stewed over something, let alone how you're going to get payback <laughs> from your best friend, let yeah. alone your sentiment on your, on your team. But yet you got to win the game. So you can't cost your team, which Rouse, you know, you know how that is. Oh you yeah. Know, you can't take a bad penalty. I mean, that's even worse. You'd rather take a minus right? That wasn't your fault. You take a bad penalty, you never see in the ice again, you know? So it's, it's, it had to play itself out. And the way that it played out, you can't write a better script. I don't care if you're Tarantino, Fort Coppola, (laughs) freaking Scorsese, Spielberg. And I'm, I'm a little biased, nasty, because I was a star, but I'm just saying, but I break it down because now it's coming up on 25 years. But the only thing that was ever said, and I'll tell you guys was when I got drapes out of the hospital two days after he got his jaw wired shut with his, uh, and his titanium plate in his face. Doctor gave me the wires. So he didn't belushi himself and, you know, oh, puke yeah. on his vomit or whatever. That's how bad it was. But I said to him, wow. we got in the car. I said to him, there are two things. I said to him and I asked him a question. I looked at him. I said, don't worry. I'll take care of that. Then I asked him, where do you want to eat? <laughs> and he had, and screwed that little prick because you know I knew where he wanted to eat on Diamos, and it takes a guy with his jaw wired shut, a titanium plate in his mouth, four hours to eat a plate of freaking gnocchi. I'm not mad. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I was bro, I was out on a boat drinking back then, bro. I was still drinking, so I didn't matter back then. But it's four hours. Anybody, if they have a buddy, that ends, I'm just telling. But the whole point. To March 26, 97, when you remember remember the play, right? This goes, to me, it goes a bigger representation, 30,000-foot view of life. Who started that? Larry the Otto. elder statesman. Larry the Otto. elder statesman. All five foot six, 140 pounds, soaking wet. Igor Larioff, the professor. Should have been called Google. Should have been called Google. You know why? Because back in the day, right, somebody would say something and you'd, Get, give them an answer and they say that's not right where'd you hear that and i go Iggy told me i go oh it must be true right you know like <laughs> but the worldly guy the 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 red army right the one of the first russians the and that's where to me in society you look for the elder statesman and sometimes just to tip the apple card just a little bit and i remember on the ice because i was and Riley can talk to this because you're looking for that opportunity. You know the muse on the ice and where it is, but you got to pick your opportunity. So when 
when Iggy starts slapping Forsberg, I'm like, oh man, that looks like how cute two puppies on Christmas. But then I remembered, <laughs> but then I remembered Lemieux on the ice. So right there, boom, I got Shark Week going to him. But then <laughs> yeah, Foot grabs right. me, and Adam Foot, as he's as strong as he's he is a ugly. Beast, eh? He's, a he's beast. as strong <laughs> as he is ugly with that big nose, right? But he's got me. Then Shandy comes flying through chops me i fade and i tell everybody which is true and this is what it is so not only does this all happen but i'm a lefty right i'm a lefty watch all my i pulled that right hand back looked him straight in the eyes and i swear to god every man woman child player everybody that hated this man god put him in my fist because i never hit anybody so hard or more on the button and even Claude Muse says he didn't turtle. He said it's the hardest he's ever been hit. I know people have punched him a few times. Yeah. Right. But I got him on the button. Now the whole thing is, I get, I hit him and I know I got him, but I'm not I'm not satisfied. Right. I don't know what's going on behind me. I don't know I'm this far away from Wah grabbing me because I'm trying to put my fist through his skull and rip his heart out through his nose, even though anatomically. I know it's not possible, but I'm still trying. <laughs> I don't know this stuff's going on behind me. All I see, right? You know when you get frustrated, Riles, and you try to pick a guy up and, and uppercut him, and then you give him a couple rabbit punches, which is the back yep. of the head, which you probably shouldn't do, but you're mad because he's turtling. And then you look over at the bench, and it was like church through the stained glass window. There's a beam of ray right on drapes. When I looked and I went, mm, all right. Now everybody knows I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I put him in the bulldog, grabbed him by the head, and I slammed his face as hard as I could. I had a handful of hair, and I slammed his face as hard as I could against those boards. Because that's when I realized, I guess I was a little bit more Jewish, old school, testament, Genesis, an eye for an eye. And I thought that was good. You're going to hit my boy from behind in the bed. Payback's coming. And to this day, Claude's got a scar on his head from that. Now, oh, wow. the best part of that is it splattered like a paintball on the Comerica Bank sign, which I signed for the president of Comerica Bank, and he hung it over his desk. Oh, That's no how way. everybody was in against him. But so, it's true. I tried to knee him, right? But the next day, when I went, uh, you know, I said, no, I was off balance. And Dan Shockey, one of my favorite linesmen who had me at that backed me up and said he pushed me off balance. I got four minutes for roughing in a 10-minute misconduct. I can't believe that. That's four that's minutes unreal. for roughing in a 10-minute misconduct, <laughs> not, not which even I get major, how many eh? games today? 40 games? Oh, you'd have been out. Uh, yeah, you're done. You're done Pay for the good. Play. So here's the whole caveat of that, right? So we go in the locker room, and then we're watching this, watching the replay, watching Bernie pump Lemieux, cut him or, or pump Wall, cut him open, all this. But the bottom line is we're down 5-3 into the third period. We tie it up, and here's the kicker. Because I'm not saying if to get the revenge wouldn't have made a big thing, but the fact that I scored the overtime goal, so I slayed the dragon, I got the girl. Yeah. But in wing-wheeled nation, this is important, because in wing-wheeled nation, Detroit Red Wings, at that moment, and I remember when you see at the end, I jump and Shady's there and Vladdy's there. It was that moment. It was the proverbial 
It's going to be all right. I don't know what that means, but it's going to be all right everywhere in Wing Wheel Nation in the whole universe, right? Well, from that point, enabled us me mentally and psychologically have the advantage to beat Colorado in six games of the conference finals and go on. I got four cups because of that. Now, this is important for all the Red Wing Wheel Nation out there that's watching, listening, and understand because I've only, I had that same feeling I had when I scored that goal, March 26, 97, the same day Steve Eiserman was introduced as vice president and general manager a few years ago of this team. I was at the press conference and the same exact feeling hit me. Ooh, it's going to be all right. Don't know what it means. Red wing land. Wow. I think you could see it's not when it's when, but it goes back to the guys that are doing it. All my guys, Stevie, Drapes, Cronwall, Nick, Fisher, Cleary, Hork, all these guys, they loved it. This is what they're doing. Their passion is to bring this back, just like my passion is to bring option of the, this plant. So yep. that whole, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's beyond anything else because the fact is guys we're 25 years later yeah it's coming up on 25 years later and i talk about this i travel around doing comedy and stuff like this because i know where i was but it doesn't matter how old you were that is what wing wheel nation is all about and it you know the detroit versus everybody everything else and stuff like this but at the end of the day right because at the end of the day in life and in sports, bad things happen. But you cannot lose respect for a fellow human being. And the fact Claude Lemieux didn't apologize to Chris Draper, said you never would have heard of him. He's not sorry, and he probably just made him millions of dollars. No. You don't like that. No. So yeah, I know. Karma's right? real. That night, my name was Karma. And you know what? <laughs> for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Riles, it's just what I tell everybody is don't be afraid because I wished for that moment for 10 months. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I and, and so this is the time, too. I'm trying because every time we won the cup, I was sober, right? Every time we won the cup. So at the beginning of March, I was driving myself so crazy trying to be sober because I didn't have the, the plant to help me mentally and I didn't wasn't educated that I got on my knees I said God just whatever happens please let me be the messenger I feel free to use it yourself you can talk to him yourself but I'm just saying that that's ever surreal whatever it else but you cannot that is what makes sport and and you see the way so my point is wish for something but don't be ever go is this the moment is this the moment you got to be ready for what you wish for you got to grab it grab life grab that moment right and own that moment that's what i did and 100 percent. yeah i mean we're still talking about it yeah yeah right 25 years later and for, you got the forever still got the passion right i mean it's like it's like to be you, you know, here you talk like that yo i know man it's, it's amazing <laughs> But you're the glue, you, you, like you, you're the glue of that team. Like you look at that leadership group and and then the core group of guys there, you know, like you you were that glue guy, you know, like obviously the and grind line, 
right that's line. where the grind line we just got inducted as a michigan treasure in the michigan sports hall of fame all four of us joey kosha chris draper kirk malby myself and you're like that's there's awesome. four of you on the line yeah that's how uh, that's how good we were but i'd rotate in out and be there but we all had the role drapes is the drapes was the the pulse right mm-hmm. right with drapes was the pulse but i was i was the beat the heart or whatever like whatever it was to to the leadership but that's the whole thing is find your role because guys yeah. like us you have to you have to love 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 your teammates to an nth degree right and feel the love back that's what i always say on and off the ice the appreciation and the love i got from all my teammates was always there no matter if i played in detroit or calgary i always felt appreciated by my teammates now the organization sometimes not so much, but we all go through that as athletes, right? Yep. But always, I would live and die for any one of those guys that I played with because I felt that they do that for me, and they proved it more so off the ice and supporting and helping me get to where I am now, you know, in different ways. But when we say there is a brotherhood, and the biggest question I get asked, you guys all talk or whatever, yeah, we're we're as close, if not closer nowadays trying to get this thing right in, in all our ways so i mean it's it's a different but it's that appreciation mentality right it's that appreciation yeah. you were the same way bud you're the same way no matter where it was it was all about that locker room and they knew it and, that, and that's i guess, i guess unless you played that role or could see that or you get that appreciation from those top guys like you and I did, you know, they come over and give you that tap or that little small words that, you know, that's all it is. That yeah. fuels my fire. Let's go. That's awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, I know nasty, Nasty's curious on your, uh, your cup clinching goal there in game four against the flyers <laughs> again listen, we're talking we're talking about listen, that fellas i know this is a sore subject but i appreciate <laughs> you big day journalism on hitting this and it's is it nasty is it going to make you feel better or worse that i tell you i beat one guy one-on-one my whole career it's all time <laughs> it's like i told you it's all time and then you know what the worst part of it is it happened i wish it was even though at the end of that the goal where i dangle yanni Ninema, and then Hackstall, and I'll, I'll tell you how I, how I remember it. But Michelle Petit at the end, high stick me, and I got he it. He did, yeah. Corner in my eye, and you could see the shiner after the game. But I wish, I like Ninema. He's a metal fan, and I wish it was on Petit instead of Ninema. You know, the other uh, way around. Right. But I yeah. ain't changing it. But again, here's the <laughs> thing. What do you put in to get out? Because that move right there came from me going over to Sweden for two years I'm working with a guy named Thomas Storm and skating with eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds in a hockey school um, after we lost in 95 and 96. And before every game, the warm ups and, and no, before everybody out there says, oh, DMAC, you went and taught eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds. No, I was in the hockey school with the eight, <laughs> nine, 10, 11 year olds. <laughs> what are you willing to do to get better? <laughs> and the beginning of the, the beginning of any skate, it's pull it in, push it out, pull it in, push it out. It's muscle memory. It's all it was. Because on the play, me, responsible grind liner through the middle, I know it's a line change. Me, Darren McCarty, wants to dump it in. I go to yeah. dump it in. Instead, the big guy goes zap, 
I fiddle it. Next thing you know, I remember I go, oh my God, I got him beat. And then out of the corner of my eye, and I don't know if this has any relevance to it or not, but I played my minor hockey for Leamington, right? Which is my hometown. We were red and white. Our rivals, Essex, were black and orange, right? So the fact that I see this orange thing corner my eye, how many times have I seen an orange thing corner my eye growing up? How many times when you had, does that make, that I just, boom, I pull it. Next thing I know, I'm this far away. Do you know why I scored? Please don't miss the net. Put it in there. Double pirouette in the corner, 4-7 by the Russian judges. Yeah, but that's, a different, that's a different story. The Russians did VMAC, though. Yeah. Um, but I come out, and Riley, and this is the best part. Oh. Who do I focus in on first? It's Steve Eisen, the guy I've been watching since 82. You know, the, the, the guy I've been watching, you know, to, to want to be there to help. He's looking at me, his eyes are the size of dinner sausage. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> me, never lost for words, is like, Oh, I don't know. He looks me straight. He looks me straight in my eye, and he goes, "Well, thank God you don't have to do it again." And, then, and, and that explains more to anything about my relationship with Stevie, because I'm his bitch, and everybody's gonna be somebody's bitch in this life, and it's just bitch are yeah, I'm Steve Eisman, so don't be jealous, right? So, and and then I I gotta end it with this. Well, this will be the most fun I've ever had telling this one. Where does my first Christmas card go to, you ask every year? Eric Lindros, the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. Why? Because he scored a goal with like 11 or 13 seconds left to make my goal the (laughs) cup-clinching goal, but also to answer the question (laughs) I get all the time. What's your favorite Joe Louis Arena memory? And mine was... Final face-off outside our end with, like, 11 seconds left. Eiserman, Shanahan, Lidstrom, Konstantinov, and McCarty on the ice. Oh, wow. So I was on the ice for the first cup to come back in 42 years from a kid that grew up across the border, give or take 10 minutes for the border. His house is 40 minutes. To be there and to watch that. So I tell my favorite moment is, is when the buzzer rang and the streamers come down, the fans are going nuts, the guys come off the bench. From blue line to blue line, it was so loud, it was silent. And I'll wow. never forget that. Wow. Then, yeah. So super I, awesome. You're right, too. That was that was Biggie's one goal in the, the four games. Uh, I think he only had one goal. So, trivia question. Who shut down the Legion of Doom in that series? Well, you guys. The grind line. The grind, the grind line. line. That's right. He did. I don't yeah. know if you remember that series, but I almost put Peters for Boda in the fifth row first shift in Philly. <laughs> and then I ended up putting cough out for, cause uh game two puck coming around the wall. And I timed it random, whatever like this. He wouldn't talk to me for like five years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happens. Well, Hey, I, do it, I told him I do it again. You have to, man. That's you got it. D-Mac, Every day. You, you're talking about not having the Mets. What about that last year? Belleville with 127 points. Last year in Belleville and winning Player of the Year award. Well, Kirk yeah. Malpe, fellow grindliner, he had 50 goals that year. D-Mac had 55. Malt yeah. will tell you that. I, but I want Player <laughs> of the Year. No, I, yeah. I played with Brent Gretzky, uh, Wayne's little brother. Um, we had a 
we had a veteran team, but I had Larry Mavity as my coach and, and I was either in the box or on the ice. And by the time my last year junior, I was told the secret. Like, if you tell me, like, if I asked you and you tell me what it takes to where I want to want to get there, I got to figure out if I'm going to commit to it. So when I was told in junior B that if you want to make it to the NHL, you got to do something better than 99.9% of the rest of the guys. And my coach, Brian Drum, who's probably the most influential guy in my career, told me I had to play physical and fight. Okay. So I established first year, fight, 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 right? Work on your skills and practice. That's all it is. It's the same every every year. So by the time you play in, and playing as an 18 year old, 19 year old against 15, 16, 17, there is a dominance factor that, that you can play into and it's a confidence, but I worked my butt off. I power skated different things like that. So, you know, it, it was always there. And that's what we always took pride in as the grind line is that when, when, you know, a couple times when the big guys couldn't get it done, Scotty knew that, that he could count on us and we've all scored big goals in our days. So, I mean, it's, it's, that the, you know that that was a great part. My my last year junior was so much fun, you know, which which led me into Adirondack. But it's the same yeah. thing, Adirondack. I mean, I knew when I was I wanted to be Robin to Proby's Batman, and I knew when I go went there, he didn't have a right hand. So I had forty five majors in the minors, Jeez. and I got two hundred seventy eight pounding minutes with like one ten, you know. Oh, but yeah. I also had like I think I had seventeen goals or nineteen goals. Yeah, so, yeah, he did. So, I mean, it was, that was uh, Newell Brown and, and, and it just was, I wasn't going to be denied. I think it worked out, it worked out for me because Detroit lost the first round to Toronto and then they brought Scotty Bowman in as a new coach. And, you know, it's so just determination, man. And, and you tell me what, what I have to do. I mean, I've gone to more power skating schools and, you know, most, most kids younger than I am, but that's, because I was told I would do anything. I told Kenny Hall that when he drafted me, my draft meeting, I'll do anything it takes. Anything. Well, you proved that. Yeah, and you did that, yeah. yeah that most people won't. It's priorities. Will you do the hardest thing that you hate over yep. and over again to get you where you want to go? Embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah no no doubt yeah that's a that's a pretty strong first year pro there in uh, in adirondack i mean like to come to come out of juniors i know he had big numbers in juniors but 17 goals and almost 300 pims is not uh it's not a light year um but obviously you were destined for for bigger things outside of adirondack sure. i spent four i spent four years there so i'm sure you wanted to bite your way out of that that place I'm a dangles. That's where my, yeah. my, uh, bar, my yeah. dangles, dangles own my, uh, I, I'd make 1800 every two weeks and 800 would go to the bar. Absolutely. Um, but it, it was, but my Adirondack, if you look at the lineup of my team in Adirondack, we had the toughest team in pro hockey that year. Kirk Thomason, by far called him gunner pound for pound five, eight, Five nine, 180 pounds, toughest guy pound for pound. I saw him and him and Sergio Bears go at it in Utica for like 30 minutes. It felt like 30 yeah. minutes, just throwing and not stopping. Right, Sergio like these Bears, are wow. like we played against like the real, like some real old school tough guys. Yeah. Right, like yeah. I played against like Brian Curran, 
And, yeah, the and, colonel. And Bruce Shoebottom, the colonel, and the oh, shoe, right, yeah. all these different, Ooh, yeah. like, guys. So it was, you know, the game's changed, but it is what it is. I was, yes, I was, uh, you can only go to the lodge for uh, prime rib so many times, and you can only go, you know, dangle. so I was happy that, that I only spent one year there. Yeah. Oh, man. Beautiful. That's funny. Uh, I got to ask you there, D-Mac, uh, you win three cups and then it may- maybe a peer that you may get around the lockout year, 04, 05. Um, you, well, you, you line up in, in Calgary, but uh, after that, I, was, I thought this was really, uh, really, really powerful where you uh, line up signing in the IHL the end of 2007, Flint, I believe. And, um, and then it's almost like you, you're, you're working from you know, behind again, you know what I mean? Almost like from scratch where you, 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 you signed there. And I think you signed maybe a PTO with the Griffins and then, and, and you're back on top. You want to walk us through right. that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause I tell everybody, one of the things that I was always, my dad always ingrained in me is no, what ifs, no, what if I would have did this? What I hate that. No, what yeah. ifs do it or don't do it. Right. Like don't, you can't. And, and a lot <laughs> A lot is not living with regrets, which is positive or negatively. So now it's learning how to temper, you know, what's more important that deeper than that. But so it was what ifs. And I knew I had something left. I just come out of my fourth rehab. I come back from Calgary. Um, and I, I sat on with, with Drapes, who's my best friend. And I just said, dude, I just think I got something, something left. And I just had to get some clearance through the league and I had to, you know, with the recovery and do all different stuff like that. But it worked out that I got to go play in the eye and play. I didn't care. I got my love of the game back. Let's play all different, different places proved enough that to get a tryout. I was not promised anything. I, except I kept telling Kenny Holland that you haven't won a cup without me in the lineup since 1955. You know that, right? So you got to remember <laughs> yeah. it was different here because Mike Babcock was the coach and not Scotty Bowman. So, you know, it, signs along the way so i play i play 10 games in in the ihl i don't know my stats i think i have like five goals or five assists but I, i'm playing it's fun and stuff like that get into a couple little skirmishes um nothing too bad i go to uh go to grand rapids my first game in grand rapids i get a hat trick so i'm like mm, okay um we're on to something here and and I end up playing and proving, you know, my goal was just, I, I knew that the those are my guys in the locker room, right? Coming to the end, the homers, the Knicks, Pavs, Z, Drapes, Maltz, Ozzy was back. These are my guys, right? I knew that. And, I, and for me, it was, it really wasn't about cutting into the lineup. It was getting in the locker room, being around practice, being around. You know, one of the big things is Ozzy and I, who we started in Adirondack together, like, I'd always uh, warm them up and always like goalies are weird, but they like different things because they don't like guys that can't shoot it in their glove or hit them where they want to when they're warming up. (laughs) So we always had that bond. So when eventually I got signed with like three games, I played three games, um, ended up proving to get on the playoff roster. And then between injuries between Franzen and Holmstrom, the first few rounds, but I played 17 out of 22 playoff games, ended up scoring a goal, uh, had a big assist in uh, in one of the game five in Dallas in the conference finals and got into two games in the in the finals against uh, 
Pittsburgh and was able to be part of uh, to hoist the cup for the fourth time. And that's one of the things I'm most proud of, along with uh, Thomas Holmes from Nick Lindstrom, Chris Draper, and Kirk Malpe, is to have won the cup four times. So to me, it was just to prove. But Riles, that's the whole thing where my story is it's supposed to be that's supposed to be white horse, come back, do all this. Life's supposed to be great. Eh, eh. That's 2009. You know, and I ended up getting injured again. And then I got stuck in my addiction for five or six years and was grateful enough to be able to use everything, not only the tools, but but a lot of the people and stuff like this to to find my bearings and fight my way out. So, you know, it, it all plays together. But to me, that just, there's a lot of different things that I've accomplished in my life. And I realize that it's, it's what are you willing, what priority are you willing to have? And if that's your, if your number one priority is accomplishing it and you can surround yourself and, and with people that can help you along the way that are, that are looking to support you, you can accomplish pretty much anything. It's impressive, yeah. man. Really impressive. And you've proven that it seems like over and over and over again in different dimensions of your life and, and career. You know? I was sad. My, my mom says I'm a drama queen. So you know, like, it was either the boy that cried wolf or drama, drama queen. And, uh, you know, I, cause, cause they always say, I, I like, I like the comeback. Well, guess what? I'm done with comebacks. This is what you see. This is just acceleration because I can't handle that. I couldn't live through another one. I'm not even interested in it. And I'm just grateful that I have, I'm grateful. I have all those stats falling down. I'm getting back up because that's what I tell everybody is no matter what, as long as you get back up. Cause I laid on the mat that last time till the nine and a half count. Like that's how it was life or death. It was either then or not. And um, if you go into my story, you'll realize, you know, how bad it was, but to be able to be here today and, and it starts with that plan. So my goal Riley is I'm going to be the Joe Gibbs of cannabis and wrestling in Michigan so love it. Don't try to stop me. That's it. You know, because I realized here's the whole thing. Right. And, and if you ask me, yes, I hope the NHL comes knocking on my door because I created this at the strength for, for uh, professional athletes. It's the strongest CBD I think out there on the market. But the fact is I realize. I'm such a wrestling fan and stuff like this with all the guys out there breaking that I got it all through that. So I hope the NHL comes calling. I'm not going to wait. I'd like to see them get their shit together and the PA get their shit together. Right. I've, I've, I've part of what's going on without me getting into it. So, you know, like, yep. and, and that's where I'm at. The NHL PA, the NHL have no bearing on Darren McCarty, his life, right. They've proven that they don't care. But if they come calling and ask me for information on how to help my brethren and all that, I'm always there for the conversation. But the fact is, is that I was right. I always knew. Yeah. My body yeah. told me. I always knew. Now that education is there, let's skip the schematics and help the guys out. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there's so much work to be done there. I mean, I think it's uh, it's not that they don't know. I think the cat's been out of the bag for for, for quite some time now. I think it's a it's politics. Oh, right? you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's the whole thing. That's not how we operate. 
So yeah. moving and shaking, you'll see. I don't, I don't care, right? Because right now I got this in independent wrestling to guys that that are grateful that I, you know, I'm I'm the Darren McCarty brand sponsoring Ruthless Pro Wrestling coming down to maybe on the 27th. And these are some of the death match guys, some of all these guys that I get to know. You want to see passion, right? And here's the sick part, right? Okay. Did you know that if the wrestlers, they do crazy stuff and all that stuff in the ring and they get out and they get a good night's sleep and they feel better and they have stuff for their pain. When they get back in the ring, they're going to do crazier stuff. And who wins? The fan. The fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's right. So true. So true. And uh, and outside of the wrestling, I know you're uh, you got a, you got a bunch of other side gigs going on. I mean, you, I believe you're still in, in a rock band, punk band. I know he's nasty. The Grinder rock band. Appreciate that. Grinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We uh, still, we're still Grinder in back in '97. So it's on. It was on hiatus. We were supposed to get back out last year. We'll be out, we'll be out sometime soon. You got to remember, I'm the uh, youngest in the band. So. <laughs> got those old guys got to take care of themselves when they're ready. But between Is that, between comedy, I do stand up throughout the state and and stuff like that. I'm I, I'm uh, and you know Woodward Sports Network uh, eleven to one every day. Got my WJR show Friday night, so I'm keeping busy. I do the end game at the at the hockey game sometimes. So oh, nice. Always something going on. DarrenMcCarty.com is the best way to check it out. Yeah, get out people, please. For sure. Uh, Rouse, I gotta get you one of these, bro. Oh yeah, nice grinder. And it's and you know yeah, and you know what? Because it's the uh, it's the uh, this grinder is is one of the best like giveaway grinders that I've that I've had. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't stick, doesn't get plied up, doesn't you know does its job. Yeah, little little accessories stuff i got yeah oh that's great yeah, i love to have one of those and i, I did want to mention uh your your um your appearance on hardcore pond i believe you're selling some alligator hides back in the day <laughs> what were you up to dude and, and when people ask me is that so the story <laughs> with there and i worked there for about eight months or whatever learning the business i know that business every way side and out and the reason is because the gold Seth and Les and them they were neighbors of mine and uh when I played so it was always asking oh. always interested so you know that was uh back during uh to try it out but I learned so much about it man my buddy uh Hawk pawned off the uh the gator hide or whatever like this but <laughs> yeah it and it's helped me in all assets of negotiating and stuff like this where you realize stuff like that so i owe lessons south a lot i learned a lot i mean it's all awesome. yeah, still when i go visit if they're busy i'll still go in the back and pull stuff for people and and stuff like that <laughs> it's it, it's cool and it, again it's all about the people 100 percent. yeah i'm sure you learned a lot about business yeah you said the negotiation just understanding value of things or the non-value of things um but uh I thought that was interesting because I felt like you you, you got to kind of get your hand dipped in a little bit of everything, but all for like the greater good of your your mission, right? I mean, you're you're, you're learning, you're growing, you're transforming, you're able to take this and, and help people change and transform as well. So the thing I'm always transforming, I'm I'm always learning, I'm always trying to be a better person 
every day. Sometimes you accomplish it. Sometimes you don't. And, uh, but, but it's the self-awareness and to anybody out there that's struggling, here's, here's the bottom line key for me, the person in the mirror, which is you person, you lie to everybody else, but you have to have a relationship with that person in the mirror. Right. It got to the point for me that I was so ashamed of that person that I walked by and I said, I stopped and I looked and I said, I'm not dealing with you right now. And they looked back at me and said, well, hope you're alive when you come back, like hmm. stuff like that. And it got me interested to really find. So if you can be honest to that person and it's honest to not be your time or you don't want to do it but as long as you're honest with that person you have somewhere to start and there you are not alone that's the biggest thing if you think it there's somebody else that has thought it you know out there or has that sort of mindset right to realize so remember we're spiritual beings having a human experience when you can re yeah. remember that it's all about it's all about taking it out of the now like the boom right here if you can just hold on and that's the patience resilient the plant teaches you this too shall pass so it's all about getting every day trying to learn and trying to be better and it's all about people i'm i invest in people and i love people and people in michigan and everywhere um i'm a battery they're my power and i just continue to to get out that's why i, I love people i love I love trying to help people be better version of themselves as I'm trying to be every day. That's awesome. Well said, man. Very I mean, she's, well yeah, you talk about wisdom there. Um, super powerful, man. I really appreciate uh, everything. I think we'll, you know, wrap it up on that note. I mean, it's, it's such a, such a, 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 an amazing message and so empowering you know, to hear, you know, just to, to look at you and, you know, the way you've transformed again, you got obviously got the street credit, um, you know, on and off the ice and, then, and, and you're living it, you're embodying it right now in the moment. And, and again, for, for, for the, the greater good of, of, of mankind, really, this is not, uh, this is not about hockey players. It's not about enforcers. This is not about, this is about everybody and, you know, being able to, uh, pass on the knowledge, plant some seeds, no pun intended. Um, and, and hopefully people, you know, recognize the power of, uh, of these alternative medicines. Put them on their journey. Right. And I, yeah. and I firmly believe that if I, if I say the statement that I believe this plant can save this world, not only environmentally, but socially, economically, everything else, then I got to lead the way. I don't talk about it. I live it. That's, yep. that's what gives me, like you said, Riley, the biggest thing is that <clears throat> if I say it, I'm going to do it twice because that's who yep. I am. Yep. 100%, man. Well, we appreciate you, D-Mac. Yeah, man. Can't everything you're doing. Well, awesome. I appreciate you, fellas. Uh, thanks for letting me. Uh, that was really fun to be able to talk to a couple of Philly guys about ruining <laughs> their hopes and dreams and stuff like this. So. <laughs> hey. Hey man, that's I mean, it felt a little better to do it to nasty, Rob. I, mean, I don't like to do that. You're just a casualty, you know hey, what I mean, by association. But nasty, that felt really good, bro. Sorry again. Hey, now listen, man. That goal, it, it you see it every year. It's always, oh, it's yeah. always going to be around, man. It was just, it was a huge moment. 
uh and it was awesome and it was you man it was all you yeah yeah amazing, goodness, amazing they, they sweden sweden sweden, sweden that's yeah, it. Right? <laughs> you had you had swedish and you had the finish a, too listen i'll give you this as a caveat before we go you know who one of the 11 year olds in my in my class back then was Christian Usalius, who I played with in Calgary. We no called him way. Juice, scored 30 goals in that 06 or 05, 06 season. But he was one of the kids dangling my ass when he was 11 <laughs> over there. That's how it comes full circle. So wow. shout out to the Juice. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We can't, oh, awesome. we can't thank you enough, D-Mac. This was absolutely awesome, man. Thank Anytime. you so much, brother. Riggs. Oh. Oh, listen. Are you interested in learning new languages? I am. Probably could refine my English language a little bit. I think you need to go back to the French. But <laughs> after speaking right. with Radko Gudis and Pierre Belmar and knowing all the languages they speak, I think it's exciting that we're partnering with Babbel. Babbel is the best online source for interactive language courses that anyone can use to learn languages in an effective and entertaining way. I love to be entertaining. So this is huge for me. Their mm -hmm. mission, their mission rigs is to get you speaking a new language with confidence as soon as possible. Oh, that is very enticing. Learning through conversation, no random words or phrases. Babbel teaches you language skills for real life scenarios, just like Nasty Knuckles. Each lesson features a dialogue to help you apply what you've learned. That's right, comprehensive language courses. Babbel exercises help you strengthen all four elements of language learning, reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Ooh, I need help in all those categories. I do too. Long-term retention, Babbel reintroduces words through six memory stages, using the technique of spaced repetition. The review feature helps you lock in what you're learning when you're at risk of forgetting it most. Ooh, I forget a lot. Uh, I forget a lot. You do. You do. Listen, it's designed with you in mind, Rex. Every learner is different. Every learner is different. That's why Babbel offers personalized learning paths. Choose the topic and learning level that is right for you. Go to babble.com and use promo code NASTY for 40% off your first subscription. Boom. Let's go. Let's go, Babsy. A big thank you to DMAC, oh Darren God. McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup winner and amazing guy and amazing career and, and life path. Uh, appreciate him hopping on. <laughs> what an interesting dude, eh, Nas? Man, I tell you what, you know – you don't feel bad for him because he is like overcome a lot. And, but you feel bad that he had to go through that, but where he is now is awesome. And it's just yeah. so good to see. And I, I love, he just wants to help people, man. He really yeah. does. And, and it's honest yep. too. It's not a, it's not a show. It's, it's, it's legit. And he's, he's awesome, man. I, I was blown away by some of the things he said, but God, he makes me laugh. I could talk to that guy. I feel like I want to call him now every day just to, <laughs> just know, to right? get myself going, man. You know, like you're having a oh, bad yeah. day. D-Mac, we're coming for you, bro. <laughs> I want to talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. He is, full, he is full of energy, and he's clearly taking his passion from playing and, and, and grinding, and, you know, he's just taking a different facet of life, but just love his enthusiasm. Again, like you said, uh, 
went through some rough patches like most of us do, but he was able to, you know, bounce back and not just bounce back, but to thrive and, and to take this thing on another level. So he's using his, his four Stanley cups and all the, all, all the grinding he's done and into the real world here and, and making an impact. So it's, uh, it's always nice to see guys find success after they play, because I think that's a challenge for a lot of guys. It's not that easy, especially if you find your purpose uh, in, in life and, and it's really giving back and really taking, taking selfless action. So Amazing to reconnect with the uh, DMAC. I'll tell you what, we didn't really get into it, but we were taught as we were talking to him the last few days, he's talking about that bus he's going to be getting. Oh, I know. Dude, we got to go get on that bus. We like, got to get on that bus. We have to go see him and get on that bus. Yep. And I want to see him at a wrestling event because this guy grabs a mic. He's like, the, he's, <laughs> look out. He, dude, he's up there with the rock and the nature boy. I mean, those are the top two talkers I think of all time, right. but, uh, just listen to him. You know, he can get the crowd going. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, yeah he's got that ability. He is, it, uh, he's full of passion and intensity and yeah, the, the, the wrestling world seems to fit right in his wheelhouse. But you know, what's cool, man. And he had a great point about, uh, his, uh, medicine, the CBD stuff for, for injuries, which yep. I mean, many people have woken up and, and seen what this does and how much it helps. I mean, uh, you've kind of led the way with that with a lot of people, but, um, the fact that he's like, I want to help these guys because if they feel better when they wake up in the morning, you know, yeah. they're going to want to do more in the ring. They perform better. Yeah. You feel, I mean, that's for anyone, right? Athletes. Anyone, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can say they're not athletes. They're athletes, man. Those oh, guys are, are, those yeah. guys are athletes. Um, yeah. but uh, I thought that was really cool because he, he's passionate about it and he really wants to help. He really wants yeah. to help. So, he really does. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And every part of his body he does, you know, it's, he wakes up in the morning, you can tell he just, he lives it and he's using this, his, his media company and, and all that good stuff to, to, to spread the word, you know, and he's getting a tour bus and playing music and comedy. He does oh, a little bit awesome. of everything, but. But it's all for the better good, you know. He's smart. Yeah. He's a he. He understands marketing and what he has to do. So, props yeah. to him for figuring it out and, and doing it with uh, all that enthusiasm. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Awesome, yeah. Guys. So awesome, awesome talking to him. Yeah. So maybe have to get him on uh, again down the road. Uh, but definitely, we should. Uh, we aim to get on that tour bus once it's all up and yeah, running. We have to, man. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll sure. make the trip for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Well, thanks again, DMAC. Appreciate you and what you're doing. That's a wrap. Episode 49 in the books. Until next week, check us out for episode 50. See you, Knuckleheads. Stay well. Stay healthy. See you next week, Knuckleheads. Yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.